Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data Football Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare. Joining me today is a signed Carlos Seal Super Rare, which was stolen from somebody else, and somehow Newsham ended up with it. Whoa, that is not true at all. That is not true. We can't even begin that lie because I was offered the Carlos Gill signed autograph card and even said that the other person should get the option before I got the, the chance to have it. You you were there, you witnessed that. All I witnessed was me winning one and you getting one. That's I, what all, I witnessed. I, I'm not sure about that. All I witnessed is someone someone that had one and their their young son asking for it and they're them telling their son to go F effectively. That is true. My son thought he won it and he, he did not, I won it and yeah. I let him touch it once. I saw anyway, it. Anyway, probably it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. There is some interest in what Sean and I were doing all week. We were down at the MLS All-Star Game. We will get into that later because we have a humongous announcement that came out yesterday, and I've seen a ton of people's opinions on it, and... This is just what we do. We have to pile onto it. Um, we're going to try to take it from the actual strategy perspective as opposed to just saying whether we like it or not, although obviously that will come in at some point. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Looks like Kushelbear was first, and Nep came in second. And I brought bring up Nep because Chani said he wants to see the debate between Nep and PSU, which we're not doing today. But I actually don't even know if you guys disagree on anything of this. But anyway... We're going to go through the announcement, not in detail for every point, because I don't think anybody really cares what we think about the new kickoff mode or stuff like that. But it does seem like everyone's really upset about this fitness thing. And so we'll get into it. Sean, did you have any, what was your initial response to the whole update? My initial response to the whole update was that it was just a lot of not... I, I was surprised people were as upset about things as they were, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about when we get to that part of the, the announcement. Overall, I thought most of the announcement was like pretty good or just like i don't know I'll, I'll use this example like it was just like a big pile of nothing but like yeah. it was like that was good right like well and we'll talk about that as we go i think the way we're going to do things is we're going to just go through the update and talk about each part obviously we'll spend more time on the fitness part because that's what um has most people up in arms one way or the other so we'll spend more time talking about that than other things but yeah we'll go through everything uh, talk about the strategical parts of these things, talk about our overall thoughts on them as well. Yeah, I, I'll say that the this, I have like a fairly standard process that I go through with these with like bigger announcements from SoRare, where my initial my initial res, like response or thought, gets completely changed because of what like one or two people say. Like, I always feel like I have an immediate response and I'm like, that's what I think. And then somebody makes a point and I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And then I end up feeling completely different. And I had that with this as well, with specifically with the fitness. And I don't know, we'll get into it. But anyway, uh, 
we'll go in and like we said, we're, we'll go through like the announcement. We'll, we'll skim over some things. I am actually interested in what you think about this, this more longer form format that they are introducing, which I love that so rare considers four weeks long form. And I mean, if that's like a classic so rare thing, like four weeks is an eternity in so rare. And I know it's like eight game weeks, top four scores in all-star, you know, you play in global all-star. Did you, do you think that there, you will have any sort of like all-star priority changes because of this new format? So yeah, first off with it, I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to bring this up to begin with. I feel like t- sometimes so rare just like forgets things or doesn't acknowledge things. And it's, I think that's due to a lack of knowledge, I guess, on how the stuff is actually played because they're not allowed to play the, the employees. But so we'll talk about that a little bit today. But like, so for example, here, this, first off, I really like the long format. I think it's a good new addition to the platform, right? Like sometimes there is, um, there, there's longer form fantasy options in the world for different sports and different options. Uh, FPL being one of them, you have the weekly, then you have the, the yearly, you have monthly, I think. I don't know. I haven't played FPL in years. But it's it's cool that we now have a little bit more of a of a longer range thing. Something like this definitely benefits someone like me because I can focus on it. I can decide like I want to prioritize this. But the question I have for you is, is this all all-star competitions? Or is it just like all-star rare? Because it's not really alluded, alluded to other than it says like global all-star competitions. But so like, is this going to be a global all-star unique is going to have this eight week leaderboard type of situation? Is it just going to be all-star rare? And that's what I don't know out of it. But as you see here, like we have, it's over four weeks. So effectively the month and you have eight game weeks where four will be counted. The people that really get a strategical advantage in this will be guys that have like big midweek teams yeah so if you have like a really strong midweek team that gives you another chance to put up a score that a lot of other people don't have whereas like a lot of people are going to have to rely on their weekend scores and if you have one bad one it's not going to work out for you but if you have a situation where you have um, a lot of midweek players and you could have a really strong midweek team especially once champions league starts uh and europa league competition start where you're going to have guys that are like, oh man, you have Bayern versus like a tier two team in Serbia and all of a sudden yeah. like, they're going to smash. Uh, and it gives you a spot where you're just going to put up a massive score and other people maybe can't do that. So it gives you a bunch of spots. So I like it. I think it's a cool aspect to add. Um, we'll see how the prizes get balanced between it, but I'm assuming they'll do an okay job with stuff. I also love that they're going to give out tickets and experiences. Um I think they're great. Obviously, we just had one last week, uh, this, this week, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, granted, it wasn't like a full VIP experience. It was more so just we went to the game, we hung out with some people. So, like, those type of things are, are really neat, really fun things. So, I think, to answer your question, will I be changing prioritization and changing options? Definitely possible. If if you go out and, like, let's say it's the first week of the, of the month and you are in Global All-Star Rare and you just smash and you put up, like, five – 100 points like you just have the most absurd week ever and you have well that means i'm probably going to prioritize that the rest of the month depending on what the reward pool is because i'm off to a great start and i have a really good shot to put up good scores there so i think the prioritization and and the strategy of things could definitely change because of this what do you think 
Yeah. So to go back to like how you started it, I, my expectation, and I don't know anything, but my expectation is it's for every scarcity, Me meaning they'll have one for limited, one for rare. I don't know if those are a rare pro one, but. but that, that's what I'm saying, right? Like that is left out of this announcement and it's something that shouldn't be left out, but it is. And I think that's just due to the confusion that maybe the employees of the company have compared to what us, the users think of things. Yeah. It, the way that I would read it is that it's available for all competition for all scarcity, excuse me. But I only say that because they don't specify one. Like it, I don't see how they would do this in just rare. Like that makes no sense to me. And so like, if you're going to do just one, you do limited so that most people can play. Yeah. So I, I do expect that it will be most. And I guess the, the reason why it doesn't change really anything for me is that I tend to prioritize all-star over everything else anyway, right now, like with, once they added ETH to all-star, like, I think I pretty much all-star rare pro is like my first one and all-star rare ends up being my second, at least for, for rares. And so, yeah, like Haber, this is exactly how I feel like can you prioritize it though? If you already prioritize all-star, then nothing changes. Like that's the way it is for me. Well, I know there's some people who put their best card, you know, they have all challenger cards and like, I just want to win challenger champion Europe. Like may maybe they switch, but I personally don't like I, nothing changes for me. I don't think that's necessarily true. Cause you just said like, what if all-star rare pro isn't covered in this, then maybe your prioritization changes or like, let's say like you do not have the most strong division two option, right? Like you, that's not like a priority line for you, but let's say week one, your line just smashes an all-star super rare. Maybe the prize pool is good enough. You're like, man, I really need to prioritize this the rest of the month because I could win something really high end if I do so. So like, I do think that there could be changes to your strategy depending on how things go. It's just, it's hard to know because uh, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. So Chris just said that they told us the rewards are going to come from the existing prize pool. We know that, but we don't know like, is there going to be like 10 stars for the top of the leaderboard or are they just going to give out like T4s and 5s? So it's just difficult for us to really have a full-blown opinion on it until we see what sort of prizes are going to be distributed to that. Sort of what I think is going to happen, this is my best guess, and I'm not sure on this yet, so take it for what it's worth. I think what they're going to do is they're going to reduce the prizes per week. So for example, like on a full game week, all-star rare pro gives out 150 cards just pretend that's what it is i think what they'll do is they will likely change all-star rare pro from 150 cards per week to like 120 cards per week and then they'll give 120 cards for the month-long competition so it's the same rewards given over the same time frame it's just done in a way where they're instead of like a fifth week they just are adding a fifth um week but the week is the month effectively yeah and, and the the cool thing for us is like theoretically you could win a reward every week in global all-star and win one from the globe from the yeah. long format like it's not like you can it's not like you are using cards in a separate competition that you can only win at the end of the month like we Correct. will have it so and paolo i think brings up a good point too like as you go further down the list like let's say all of a sudden you Let's say you prioritize All-Star Rare Pro every week. And then all of a sudden, though, your All-Star Rare is really strong three weeks in a row. And you have a really good score going into to the last week. You're going to throw your Rare Pro out the window, possibly at the end, yeah. because of your Rare Pro. 
So I definitely think there's going to be some prioritization changes. It's just going to be fluctuating as, as the, the weeks go and the months go. Uh, so there seems to be like some, some confusion in chat. And I think it's a little bit because they didn't actually say. But Haber, I'm kind of agreeing with Haber here. Because the line is, we will balance existing global all-star rewards across long format and short format prize pools. The long format competition will re reward fewer rewards than the short format. The top performers will get epic prizes. But it says, to me, balancing sounds like they're making sure one isn't better than the other. Unless I miss someone tweet something, that doesn't necessarily mean they're taking from weekly to give it to the month. So yeah, I think I just read into that, that the balancing means taking one from the other, but maybe... Maybe there's a random tweet somewhere from Paul or Dan or Zora or other extremely official channels to answer questions. But balancing could just be like they're balancing and viewing the month as like one week and that's the balance, right? Doesn't necessarily, and that could still be good. It, it just is a matter of what they give out. If we look at it and they announce this stuff and, and they're like, we're giving away a bunch of T5s for the month. Everyone's gonna be like, don't care. I'm not gonna prioritize it. Or they're gonna be like, if you win the month, you get to go have dinner with Lionel Messi. And then you're just like, okay, now I'm going to have to prioritize this a lot more because it's a lot more of the important thing to me. So I, I think that we need to see more on this stuff. And it's, it's also a bit difficult because they're just like starting September. When in September? 1st of September, 12th of September, just in September. So it's a, it's a thing because I asked yesterday because we'll, and we'll talk about this again as we go. Uh, they changed the unique competition, which for me is is an important thing that I wasn't prepared for because I had no idea it was coming. And I'm like, when when is this happening? And it's just like September. Who knows? September of this year? September of five years from now? I don't know. It's it's hard to know yet. It's Mike September. Bass has said that you need to put it on your list of questions to ask Dan. Yeah. Noted. That's me pretending to write that down. The I think that the prizes are going to be awesome. Like, I don't think they're adding a bunch of T5s to this I agree. prize pool. Like, I see no, I think that's the 0.00001% outcome. I agree. I, and I think they could actually, like, flat out say, like, we are giving an Mbappe away to the winner of the month, right? Like, it could flat out be like, if you win the month, you get Mbappe. There's no, like, you get a tier zero. It's like, you get this card, which obviously, like, if you're like, I get Mbappe, that's obviously, the, like, the holy grail yeah. of, of things. Yeah. Well, they are doing that. Like they're saying the exact card rewards for the podiums. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's something where you'll at least know what you're getting. But also like VIP tickets and experiences could play a big factor into this. Like some people care about that stuff. Like some people will see this and, and whatever the VIP experience is at the time is like a massively important deal to someone. And it also could be something where you look and you're just like, I don't really care about that specific experience or tickets and you don't care about it this much right 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 would you rather a carlos heel super rare or the opportunity to have carlos heel sign your super rare in person mm, super rare of carlos gill okay. i'm not i mean as much as we joke about like my love for carlos gill and my love in general for stuff i don't really care about famous people per se like i treat anyone as like a normal human and and that's just sort of how I do it. Like I've been around people that are, are famous for different things. And it's just like, okay, Hey, Hey Bob, what's up? I, I don't care about like meeting someone or, or hanging out with someone. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. 
Uh, I don't think we have anything more on that. We're going to skip the kickoff game mode for fans who love football, which is funny because it kind of indicates that none of us actually like football and we're just a bunch of stat nerds. It's just so weird because they already have a kickoff competition. They're like, here is the kickoff competition, not to be confused with the kickoff competition. It's like, guys. Bit of a branding issue, I will agree. Um, So we'll see. But I think it's... I think it's fun. I think it's kind of funny that there are people who are like, why are they doing this? We're all, this isn't the way to get in. Like, it's a new game. You don't have to play. People will play. Just, it is what it is. I don't know. It seems silly to me that anybody had like a problem with it. Yeah. Cash wallet launch coming soon. No details, which made Sora Andrews this week actually a little bit less uh, irrelevant than, <laughs> than it could have been since they announced it on the day that we posted this show, even though we recorded on Monday. If anyone hasn't listened to Sora Andrews and wants to hear all about what we think the cash wallet is going to look like, go watch well, or listen to that. We do have a good story about this, though, from the weekend, which I'll break into here, which I think people will be interested in hearing. Um, so we're at the the All-Star Skills competition, and we had the big Carlos Gill and Ricky Pooj uh, cards that were with us. So anyways, the person sitting behind us at the game saw the Ricky Pooh signed big card and wanted it. And the guy just whips out like a pocket full of actual cards. Like he has a Ricky Pooh card and other things. So anyways, me as the good sower user that I am start selling him on so rare. Laird was there. He witnessed this entire thing. I was doing a great job. So I tell him, I'm like, are you into soccer? He's like, yes. I'm like, do you like fantasy sports and winning things? He's like, yeah. He's like getting out his phone. And then I'm like, do you like cryptocurrency? He's like, I'm out. Totally no interest. He's like, that's a scam. I'm done. Uh, to me, it was just a very interesting thing because I haven't really got to see this in person. Obviously, Laird and I are not as much of the crypto bro crowd as others are. But it was definitely interesting to see. Like I had two guys that were very interested in the platform, were getting their phones out, were looking at me showing them things. And as soon as I dropped the word crypto, their phone was back in their pockets, locked it up, we're done with things. So I think that it uh, it was interesting to, to actually see this play out. And then I told them, I'm like, hey, yeah, they're going to get rid of the crypto aspect for people. You're going to be able to do it with a cash wallet in the near future. And he was like, all right, I might be interested when that happens. So um, I do think the cash wallet's going to have an impact on things once they get it. I don't think it's going to be like a, a massive boom immediately to the platform. But I do think that especially after seeing this circumstance play out uh, this week, that it's definitely a barrier for people. Having crypto only and crypto just attached to it is a barrier for a lot of people that would otherwise be interested. Like this guy was a guy interested in soccer. He's at the MLS All-Star Game. Interested in literal cards. He literally had pockets full. And as soon as I dropped the word crypto, was so out of the project. It was not even, he was out so fast. Uh, So I think that the addition of that will be helpful. Yeah, I think you just completely blew it. And I told you that the other day, yeah. that even mentioning crypto was a total mistake. Laird just wanted me to mislead the guy and just not tell him the actual details of the platform and just let him like get in there instead. You you can play this game without crypto right now. Like, it's very easy to do that. You can. And you blew it. Totally blew it. Maybe, there was another yeah, rail that could have come to the platform showing up with signed Ricky Pooj cards in his pocket to a... <laughs> to an MLS skills competition. And uh, like, 
Yeah, Germ says, did you say crypto or potential experiences rewards first? Know. We didn't even tell them that we were there because yes, of Skillet. Yes, no, I did. You didn't. I did. I did. You guys can ask Andy Black in the next sober Andrews. Andy can confirm he was impressed with my sales pitch and witnessed the entire thing. And I definitely told him that we were there because of, of the platform. There was none of that. There yes, was there was you were just like, oh yeah, this is a so rare card. There was no like, yeah, we're here because we play this fantasy game. Laird and you were like, is, hey, do you like crypto? Like who leads with crypto? Like Laird yeah. is, is hard of hearing due to his age, guys. He was uh, a little far down the aisle and didn't hear that. I, whatever I had to hear, you mentioning crypto is not necessary to sell this game. Yeah. Sorry, I just have to put this on the screen. So I, I mean, we can't we can't trust Mike Baston anymore. I don't think, unfortunately. Anyway, enough of the All Star game. We'll get there. What are your thoughts on? I found this phrasing weird. We're lowering super rare eligibility. Like I get it. Yes. But anyway, four uniques now required in the unique division instead of three. It was weird. Um, I think it probably is time. I guess, again, like someone told me this was September, but where? doesn't say anywhere. I have no idea when this is getting implemented. Do you have any idea when this is getting implemented, by the way? September. But is that just because of the previous things in September? Because it doesn't say anything here. Um, but anyways, look, I think that it is okay. It, it, it probably impacts quite a few people. I will say that what it does is it further tightens the reins in order to get entry into this division. Now you have to have four uniques to play any of the unique competitions. That's tricky. Like I struggle to have that per se in certain situations. Yeah, so yeah. like I, I know Trip and B was, was talking about. So Trip and B has three Charlotte uniques. He has like, I mean, he has a couple more, but like he has like three ones that are decent. So he has like Kalina, Carujo, and Swiderski. And this announcement comes out and it's just like, Trip and B, you're screwed. And that's just like all what it is. Like now he needs to go buy another unique. Then he's going to have to buy more because any injury to one is just like means he can't play it anymore. Um, I do think that it's probably fair though. Uh, and then they allude to it here. And this is what I, I thought this was good and, and well explained. Uh, the total number of unique cards on the platform is now high enough for us to update the unique competition eligibility. And that's why they did it. I think that's fair. There are enough uniques out there that are um are the same so haber says that this announcement is very interesting for cap 240 unique two uh yeah you went from having to have four uniques to having to have four uniques sir so, i was gonna say isn't that the exact same yeah um, haber haber mm, yikes but anyways yeah i think it's probably fair i'm okay with it i think that it definitely changes things strategically like i i normally will enter on a weekend right now with no overlap but my stuff is mostly um, in Asian America anyway. So like, this is when I have the most cards regardless, but getting all the lineups out, like I don't think I'll be able to enter the same amount of lineups anymore. Cause I just don't have enough depth to do that. But yeah. again, I, I think it's probably a reasonable movement to that. I wonder if they looked at both the number of uniques on the platform and the number of Sora managers who own uniques. Maybe. I mean, some people are going to be unaffected. Like, I think right? that's actually more important. Some people are going to be totally unaffected. Like, there's a lot of people that enter the competition with three uniques. And I know those people are just like, you 
Spend more money. Yeah, Mike Bassett, spend more money then. Exactly. You're going to have to come in and spend more money. You just don't have another option, which I, I think is fine. Like, I think it's fine to to make this change. Like, I think they wanted to make this change at, at a time anyways. What's going to happen, though, is they're eventually going to go to five uniques, and that's just difficult. Like, it's it's difficult to have five uniques and run them in a, in a contest. Like, I struggle with that. Like, maybe I can get out two lineups a weekend if, if that happens. Um, so we'll see. I, I think that this move is okay. I do understand the negatives and positives of it. Yeah. There, the one comment that I thought was really good, which I think actually came from Trip and B, was we're now going to see a lot of better uniques, excuse me, better super rares moving down to the super rare division or rare pro because they, yes. they you can't play them. In so the ben just asked, what do they do with their three uniques now? Is there no competition that they can play? They can play a competition. They can play the unique kickoff, assuming they only have like three. But I think the idea is like Sower thinks the unique kickoff competition is like a path to get you into the unique division. It's not. It's a path for you to just get a trash bag unique that right. is not usable. Um, it's it's the same thing that they consider progression as card ownership instead of like actual comp yeah. competing in competitions. Yeah, like you just get a trash bag that plays like once a month and that, that's right. what you get. Um, and you just aren't going to do much. But you'll be able to use them in D2. But obviously like, a lot of people want to be playing D1. Like that's their intention for having these uniques because the the having the super rare can pay off enough that you don't necessarily need the unique on a lot of cards so um it, it's interesting and then so next thing down is is there's no changes to the scoring matrix for this season i think that's good my personal opinion is the matrix should realistically not change again unless it's minimal change i think the matrix is really good where it is obviously we have the issues with like the subjective sower or the subjective opting in big chances missed and like uh goal line clearances and last man tackle type stuff they could do adjustments to that stuff but like i don't think you can go and add like crosses get one point when it did, didn't exist before um but overall like look the matrix is really good like i have very very few complaints on the matrix uh right now like there's a, a few minimal ones like i think uh you could make some small tweaks, but like any tweaks they make at this time shouldn't really impact the game much more. Do you agree with that? I think the only changes that they should make revolve around the stats that are already in the game. Like there's no reason to like, like you said, crosses, like nobody, we don't need more stats. The, the only two that I think should be addressed, it's really three actually. So I've always been against certain positions getting points for stats and others not getting them. So like the forward, how forwards can get double doubles, but they don't get any points for the underlying stats that create a double double, like tackles one, like you don't get points for a forward getting a tackle one. So I feel like they should do it. The people who uh, have mentioned, there's like a bunch of goalie things, but I think goalies should be eligible for double double. Like there should be a double double, triple double triple triple situation with goalies whether it's like saves and clearances or block, whatever it is i think they need uh to have something like that and then i think they need to fix the penalty conceded penalty drawn situation if the goal is not scored like it just needs to be it's it's inconsistent and it drives me nuts yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, like I think they could like, right. Like they could change the passing, like a complete pass from 0.08 to 0.07. So 
stuff like that they can change. They can't just like go and add a bunch of new stuff. I do think yeah. they could add like tackles to forwards. Like I think they could do that. I don't think that would be like a massive change. What they can't do is they can't go from like they can't just make fullbacks the best defenders to have, right? You can't just you can't change a thing and have like I know this happened last time, but like you can't change Trent Alexander Arnold from like a 53 player to like a 63 player. You can't do stuff like that. Uh Ben Johnson said upping passing points for goalies might be good, allow for some AA building. The thing is, is I, I've talked about it before. Anything you do to goalies is going to change things in probably unintended ways. Like if you give more points for saves, that just helps the bad team goalies. If you give more points for passing, that probably helps certain teams that hold possession goals. Like those guys already score well. For example, like Ichimori scores really well because they play out of the back. They pass it. He doesn't really lose the ball. So like, I don't necessarily think you need stuff like that. I think that, I, I think the goalie scoring is as good as it can be. I wouldn't keep making additional changes to it because like any change you make is going to have unintended consequences elsewhere. The only thing maybe I would remove is like, I would knock down some of the the negatives for like losing the ball um, in long passes. Cause like the, the goalies that just like hoof the ball, a lot of the time that's not a bad play. They don't need to like lose a half a point every time they do it or more, whatever it is. Like you can give, have them lose like a quarter of a point. It'll still be a negative thing, but like it, that could change maybe. But overall, like, look, the goalie scoring, you know what the goalie scoring is, right? Like you're going to have some of the guys that are going to pass the ball and they're going to be okay. Otherwise you need like a clean sheet or you're just not going to have a great game. Just how it is. Right. And you can at least look at it now, make those sort of assumptions and figure things out. Yeah. Um, and also like what I do think is um, you could give, I, I think you could remove the negative decisives for like three goals and just give like negative points for each goal you can see instead. Cause I know Laird wants goalies to get zero. He wants them. Well, I mean, you technically want people to get negative points, but like, the goalie gives up eight, you want him to just be at like zero, no matter what. Um, so I think there could be some small changes, but I, I like the overall idea that they're not making changes in the matrix. Like you can always improve or make worse like a scoring matrix. And I just think that it's really good and just sort of leave it. Like don't make anything big, maybe make some small adjustments. That's it. Actually, the one the one thing I would I would do, and I it just doesn't fully impact tons of players. The a guy that draws a penalty, it shouldn't be a, a decisive to draw a penalty. It should just be you get like 10 points. And then you get 10 points if it's made, you get 10 points if it's missed. Yep. Or and then like you can still have it. Like if the guy that draws it scores it, you can not give him those 10 points and just give him the decisive instead, which he would obviously prefer. Uh, but the reason is like it kind of sucks that if your dude draws a penalty, you get like 1.5 points. When it's like one of the most impactful things that can happen in the game. Yeah, I they just need to they they got to figure that out because the fact that like I think Zora tried to justify it somewhere on Twitter once, but like the fact that if you concede a penalty and the goal is not scored, like you still get the the negative decisive, but you don't get it if you draw it. And I don't know, it's just it's just inconsistent. That's all. Thoughts on Saudi Arabia? Uh, I think it was the correct decision. And and this comes from, as far as I pay attention to, I have been like the most impacted person by the Saudi Arabia stuff. Like I've gotten just- I'm sure you think that. 
for sure. No, I'm talking about like of the people of of the people that you talk to, who is more impacted negatively than I have been. I mean, you have the most cards, so it's bound to happen. No, there's other people that have more cards than me, but like it's I've lost like key cards and important cards, but I think that's the right decision. You can't just license it. You can't give out rewards when the league is is covered but not licensed. It just dilutes stuff and makes things difficult. Um I think that the waiting and seeing approach was the correct approach regardless. We need to see if these teams are going to break the matrix. Because the thing you do not want on the platform is matrix breaking. It was the same argument when they talked about bringing in the women's league. Uh, and people were like, it's going to break the matrix. And they said that they we've tested and it doesn't, which was just a lie. Because there was no way that that, wasn't, that was the case with the scoring and what we saw with the teams. Uh, but I think they can literally look at this for a full season be like, this is what people are scoring. Are we okay with adding that? Or are we not okay with adding that? And then make a decision from there. So I think this was the correct uh, response. I think it was um, approached correctly and, and explained correctly. The question I have for you is the, again, this comes from a, I, I think they just don't know how to explain things based on what the user wants. Are they not going to cover Russia anymore in the future? Because... They are, or are they still covered because they're licensed, even though they don't give out their cards anymore? Yeah, I would guess that it falls exactly in the same thing as the Chinese Super League that there was coverage before this announcement. And same, so but the issue is, is like, why didn't they say that? And I think the reason they probably didn't say that is that they just didn't think about it, which is... I'm, I'm guessing technically they're all still licensed and they just can't actually pay the Russian clubs for the. Well, I think that, yeah, they were like licensed partners. They still were at some point last year. I'm not sure if they were anything differently. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah, that's fine. Um, I do think that we kind of miss what like what you were saying, like wait a year or wait a season and see like if they yeah. break the game. So the consideration is like even if we go through the season we're like, okay, we don't, they don't break the game. You now have to consider like, do we want to add thousands of more cards to the platform? Cause they have to license. Like my guess is they don't only license one club in order to cover everything at a minimum. They, they love, they cover the, they license the four that are spending all the money to get all the players that everybody's whining about. Correct. And so it's like, do you want to add, all of those cards to your platform. I think so it's not as simple as just scoring them. Correct. But at least at that time, they have the information of does it break the matrix? And if the answer is no, they can look at it more from a, okay, do we want to do this perspective? If the answer is yes, and we just see like Benzema averages 98 points a game, then you can just be like, no, we just can't add this. If we add it, it's just going to ruin the platform. So I, I think at least at that point, they will have a lot more, um, information and we will then have a better idea of like what to do is, is what how they can look at it so i think it's this was the proper explanation and breakdown from them yeah i think it's actually really interesting be, uh, in terms of what actually breaks the game like if there's if there are two players like let's say benzema and jota become 90 average players but everyone else is kind of whatever does that break the game yeah, if you get if you get a couple guys that just come in there and just average like nineties a game, it, it would impact things. Cause like a, I'm not a saying lot of it would impact it, but like how many because you're theoretically you're looking at and and Benzema and Jota, just using them as an example, like there are a lot of cards 
theoretically, there are a lot of those cards on the platform. Like, I don't even know how many Benzema. Yeah, they're, cards, they're the like, decent Real Madrid's been around for a while. So, like, yeah. But, like, does 219 rares out of the tens of thousands of rares that we have change the game that drastically? Yes. If there are, because the only things that realistically matter in terms of the game are high scores on, on a given, any given game. If you have a guy that just rips 98 average a, a game week, and it's just like this guy's going to rip 98, like just pretend he rips 98, you have to have that card or you cannot compete. Anything where that is the the answer, where like if you do not have one of the 217 rares, you cannot win. That is breaking the game. So, yes, I think it totally breaks the game. I don't think that's going to be the case okay. with any of them, but I do think that there could be some potential game breaking there. Or like if you add like Messi is an 80 plus average player. If you add like eight to 10 Messi type players and there are in the Saudi league, you're just like, mm, I don't know if I need to add that many more players. Cause like currently right now it's like the platform is like a bunch of 70 guys, right? It's like, I mean, Messi was even below it last season. Well, who knows where he'll be uh, this year. But, like, you have, like, a bunch of 70 guys. No one really above that. If you add, like, six to eight 80-plus average type guys, that breaks the platform. So, yeah, that my opinion is you do break the platform. Yeah, so, like, we'll give the example Berger just brought up. What if you add Oscar from Shanghai? Um, and if you added Oscar from Shanghai, you break the platform, right? Like, you cannot realistically win a competition without an Oscar card if he were to have cards and was in there because it's just like, he's just going to rip 98 to hundred, like 60% of the time. Um, he's right there on the right. Yeah. And like that type of card, I think does break the platform in some way. Um, it's just so much higher than the next options down and you just get hundreds, like 50% of the time. And it's, it's hard to, 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 to realistically play against that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Joe asked, how much would those guys break the game if they moved to China or MLS? I can't comment on China. I am not familiar with their league enough. If they moved to the MLS, there would be no breaking. Like, it wouldn't really impact anything. Like, I'm not sure Messi's a better player in the MLS than he was at PSG. I'm not sure he, like, scores higher than, like, 75 points in the MLS. Um, so I don't yeah. think I, the MLS impacts tons. Yeah, I think the one that got me was... Some I don't remember who said it, but it's more about the players that nobody knows in Saudi Arabia that all of a sudden become 70 average players because they happen to be playing with Benzema and Jota or whoever. And that's where I think it gets a little weird. Because like people want to own a Benzema card theoretically, but like nobody wants to own whoever the center mid is on that team that's taking set pieces that now averages 80 a game. Yeah, let's move yeah. on. Uh, do you want to? I don't even want to talk about club facilities and so rare moving into the metaverse, but we'll get into the training part at least, I guess. Yeah. So they had unlimited training, and then they got rid of training, and then they had limited training, and now we have more lim or enhanced limited training. I don't know. What do you think about the training deal? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, here's the thing, and we'll talk about it when we get to fitness, too. Like, they got rid of training because it was too complex and it was too time-consuming and people were annoyed by it. I don't think training was complex. I think it was just annoying and time-consuming. Yeah, so they got rid of it for that reason, and it now is is more time-consuming and more more complex. 
and more annoying, realistically. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't, ha I don't have an issue with how the thing is set up right now. I don't understand why they're changing it again. Um, I'm fine with guys not getting any XP passively. Like I'm fine with that. That's fine. Like whatever. Um, Cause then it's actually like, you have to make some strategy and you have to choose like, am I going to get this guy into a lineup because I want him to start gaining XP. And I think that's fine. I just like, I don't want to sit here and spend two hours a week having to figure out my training facility work and fitness work and all that stuff. Like, I just don't want to do that. Like, that's just not what I want to do with my time, especially if it becomes a situation where you have to do this stuff in order to properly maximize your, your XP. Cause it's just like, you need that, especially the more cards we have, like you need as much XP as you can get. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how they implement it. Cause it's kind of, confusing i guess right now because we just don't have the info um so we'll see how they're going to come out and how they're going to implement it i guess is my thoughts on the training center so far what do you think i thought that everybody made a really big deal about the fitness thing and we haven't even gotten to that point yet but we'll get into it i think this is actually uh, i think this is bad what is in this bottom paragraph here this is just a first step. We have plans to launch training drill items in the club shop that will cater to many different strategies. For example, if you play U23 competitions exclusively, shout out Harry Trades, you may want to claim a temporary U23 training drill that boosts a player's XP a little more quickly. That, this is becoming less fun for me. Yes. It's becoming less fun and more involved for me that I just am like, I don't want to waste my time on this stuff. I, it just, and this is, it, it's funny that this comes out with, like after Haber and I were talking about like whether the FIFA crowd is like right for this. Cause this feels like exactly something that, and I don't play FIFA, but like, it seems like this is something that happens. And Haber says it here. What's up, Haber? My fear is that it ends up like Sora Mega. Like the number of people that we know that like stopped playing when they were like, hey, buy boots so you get more shots and all this stuff. It's it's becoming too gamey. Yes. It's and I understand why they're doing it because they're like, oh, we want the game people to come play. But like you're going to piss off a lot of your fantasy sports people that play fantasy sports because they don't like games or they just prefer it over games or they just want games to be separate. And so I think the fitness thing is actually f fine. Like we'll get to that. But this part, it, it's almost like it would be better for me if they just didn't present it like this of buy a temporary training drill. So you can train your player as if you're the actual manager and it's yeah. just like, hey, just use some coins and get a one-week XP boost. Yeah. And like, oh, I get that. Okay. But like having to like go into my training facility and figure out a new drill for my U23 players to use this week, this is, this is becoming less fun. And I realize that I am old and maybe that's the reason, but it seems like there are people younger than me who think this is dumb. Well, I mean, pretty much everyone is younger than you. So that is that is easier to find that. Um, but we can like, I mean, I'm not going to say any names, but we saw two people who I have never really seen negatively react to stuff 
be like up in arms and like want to sell their gallery. One of which people I have made fun of frequently for being lazy and not wanting stuff. But anyways, he was like, I'm, I dumb, this sucks. I view the training center stuff and the fitness stuff as the same. To me, it's the same. And it's all, uh, it's all just a, well, let's look at it, how it, how it is. And people may not view this yet, but it's eventually going to be a new revenue stream. That is why they're implementing this stuff. They want you to be like, I am lazy. I will pay $10 to not have to put in this work. It in not in their defense, but they're very open about that though. Yeah. There, there's no like hiding this. Like they are right. very clear. Like this is a new way for us to make money. So I will give them credit for that because there are a lot of things that happen on this platform where we're like, they just need us to buy more cards. Yes. And they, but, and, and they'll never say that, but now they are very clear that like you Correct. can pay to get better at this game. And it's just not, and it has nothing to do with the cards that you buy. Correct. It's just like, Hey, here's money. Give me more points. So like, I think from that, I have no problem with that. Let me, let me, make that clear. I don't have a problem with them opening up a new revenue stream and make that happen. That that's fine. But like, yeah, like I used to play Sora Omega every game week, every game week I'd enter my laps in Sora Omega. I found it fun. It was different than, than Sora. I could have 10 or I, I could have eights. I could have 11s, threes. Like it was, it was different. And it was cool to like be able to use my cards in that way. They added that dumb shit. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm not interested in this. Stuff. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to sit there and have to buy penis cream to put on my Carlos Gill card so that he can get a 25% bonus on chances created, right? Like, I don't want to buy, like, hemorrhoid cream to, like, rub on my goalie's ass so that he, like, doesn't get as many negative when he gives up a lot of goals. I'm not interested in that. I don't think a lot of people are interested in that stuff. Um, some maybe, but, like, a, a massive – what I have learned – in life, it's so deep. By the way, I saw you were at the All Star Game. Why did you not come over and say hello to us? I, I saw your, I saw it last night. But apparently, Laird said he saw you. Maybe, maybe not. No, I. But I saw your your tweet last night. But I didn't see it till we were or not last night. But uh, anyway, anyway. I, I, so just in, in like a quick reply to that that. There were a bunch of people who told me that you can still do well on Sora Omega without all of that stuff. You can't. But you have, well, I have no idea if it's true or not, but introducing that stuff made people walk away. Like you and I stopped playing because yes. of that, whether Numerous we needed it or not. Too. Numerous others too, right? Like we stopped playing because of right. it. And it's like, here's the thing. Like I just, I'm not, I want to make strategy decisions and play my guys. I don't want to sit there and... It's Haber said I've won so or mega without that stuff. Look, again, this is a competing versus competing uh, conversation. Like, yeah, you can win without a 25% bonus, but you know who has a better chance of winning? The person with a 25% bonus on stuff. Just, just how it is. Um, it's a thing where, like, I just am not trying to sit there and go through these 8,000 boosts I have and be like, oh, my God, this boost is plus 25% to – Chances created and minus 5% to tackles one, but Carlos Gill doesn't make a tackle. So it's good for him, but I don't want to put it on Hector Herrera because Hector Herrera is good at getting tackles. So this is different than that though. It is, but it's similar. Like it's the same thing. Like you're going to have to, you're going to be like, I need to get a U23 boost so that my U23 guys are good for this game week. This is the best thing I got to do. So I got to go buy this boost or spend my so coins on this boost. 
And if yep. I don't do it, this other person's going to do it. And then I'm at a disadvantage uh, because of him having that option and yada, yada, yada. You don't know who these other people are. You don't know who's using it. You're not looking at somebody else's gallery and be like, that's what he's going to play this week. And he has more XP than me. And now I can't compete. That you, doesn't happen. You, yeah, I, I would do that stuff. I would know that stuff. I would sit there and, and see it's Haber played the penis cream on his but card. That's after. But that's after. Yeah. Well, of course it's after. You're just going to know it's happening. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I'm just, I'm not trying to. Here's something that I've learned from my years in DFS, and you're going to agree with this. People, most people are inherently lazy. And it maybe lazy isn't the right term for this, but like for most everyone, this isn't a job, right? This is just like a sort of fun hot hobby they're doing on the side for enjoyment. Most people that are doing a fun hobby job side of things, they don't want complexity and annoying nuances that they have to sit there and go through. That is not fun to most people. Some people might love this stuff. Some people might be like super fist bumping about it, but that's why they got rid of it on FIFA. Most people don't want to sit there and have to go through and train your guys. They don't want to sit there and add fitness levels to their guys. That's just what they did. Uh, so like, I think that overall this, it's, it's not a good option, but like, I, I don't think, I understand what their idea is from the revenue perspective of generating a new stream. I just don't know if this is the right option or avenue to do it. I think if they did something like this, it makes more sense if it is like done in a simplistic way, which maybe the training center is the more simplistic version of that. And then maybe the fitness is like the absurd more nuanced version of it yeah i mean well let's go into the fitness thing because it's literally next on the list i don't even know what else was there anything in the uh yeah there's more stuff down there it's all but it's all basically fitness and bonuses now correct now that we're 50 minutes in we've caught into the topic of this show which is all the bonuses yeah, we're gonna go long today but that's why we moved it up yeah this guy he sits there and i'm like i want to watch the gank game and he's like yeah cool show immediately during the entire gank game he sits there and schedules this during the Midland game, which he wants to watch. He's like, oh, hey, can we change this to like four hours earlier? Because I want to watch the Midland game. This guy. Uh, pays to be the one in charge here, Sean. Yes. Anyway, the so the fitness thing I actually think is perfectly fine. I actually might even like it. And my initial response when I read the announcement was that it was unbelievably stupid and unnecessary and it, I think it's fine. I think it's actually okay. I think the funniest part is how fired up people are getting, even though we the, the single most important piece of information about the entire thing is unknown at this point, which is how much XP you lose when Correct. you use a player and how long it takes to get it back. Correct. And so I think we all need to like settle down. We can all have our guesses, but like we don't know what it is. I think there were some people who were like, it's probably not even going to be that much. It, the more I think of it, the more I think that using your card has to have, like it has to be big enough where you are having to make a decision. And I think at some point, people won't actually care. Like how often do you make decisions between cards based off of XP as opposed to everything else that goes into whether to play a card or not. 
Yeah, so I think, right, that the... Uh, first off, I think that the people losing their minds about this, I didn't understand the full loss of mind about this. Because, like, in theory, like, again, we don't know. And this is another, like, they just don't tell us this stuff because maybe they're still working on it. I'm not sure. But are you going to lose a percent? And then if you don't play a guy and you put him in the fitness, you get a percent back. Like, we don't know how it's going to work. But everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't do this now. I streamlined my gallery. Or, oh, my God, I only have so many cards. I can't do this. Or, yada, 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 whatever. Your guys don't, don't play 80 game weeks a year. Like, they're not going to play a lot of midweeks. Even the teams that play a lot of midweeks don't play every single midweek. And a lot of the time, even if they play every midweek, you get random games where they don't start and you probably have an idea they're not going to start and you can just toss them in the the fitness category and get your fitness back. So if it's like, if you play a card, you lose a percent of fitness bonus. And then if you rest him for a week, you get 2% back, something like that. Who knows? We don't know yet. You're going to get spots where you can get it back. You'll be okay. So I, I think that overall, it's not going to be that big of a deal for people. And I think people are just didn't like it and i don't like it i think it's i mean it goes in the same thoughts for me as the the above with the the training center i just it's just not a necessary ad and we're just making the game more complex and to me complexity isn't a good thing uh it, it complexity isn't a good thing in the way they're adding it you could add complexity in different ways that are more interesting that maybe are more impactful than this and that would be better this is just sort of like adding complexity to add complexity for now. Um, so that's sort of my thoughts on it. Like, I think that people that were, were going overboard on it, like I've gone overboard on, on topics before. Um, this isn't one of them. Like I saw this, I was like, this just isn't that impactful of a change that will drastically impact people. I think someone said it yesterday. I don't remember who it was, but people don't like change. Most people do not like change. What happens, though, is you're eventually going to just be like, all right, this is no big deal. Or you're going to be like, okay, this is fine. I, I like it. It's, it's not a big deal. And then you're going to forget that this even happened. And then the next time they make a change, you're going to be up in arms about the change. And then that sort of cycle plays itself out. So I think we're going to get to the point where like most people, even the people that were upset about this, are just going to be like, all right, this isn't super impactful, even if I don't touch it or if I do touch it. It's just not the end of the world. Yeah, I think the way that I that I'm at least starting to look at it is none of us uh, net might be the only one who looks at the XP breakdown of all of his cards and figures out where they come from and yeah. ways where he can get more XP. Cause all we do right now is like, all right, yeah, I'll just play my cards or I put them in, in the Academy and I'll get double XP or collection bonus and I'll get more XP. But like, Ultimately, when you go to put your lineup in, you just see what the percentage is and you're like, cool, that's what I'm doing. Like very, very, very few people are making lineup decisions based on the XP of each card, like meaning that they are playing a worse card than another one just because the XP is higher. And what we're going to see now is the exact same thing, except there's going to be potentially up to four different bonuses, like percentages breakdowns. You'll see the total. And then so you'll hover over. And so it'd be like, here's your XP. Here's your fitness percentage. Here's your collection bonus. If you have a new season card, that's what it is. And like, that's it. And then I'm assuming there's going to be something like, would you like to boost the XP? And the answer is, if yes, like, all right, now you go over to the, what the hell was this thing called? 
do a training drill and you'll get more XP on this card. And you'll be like, all right, cool. I'll just, yeah, let me buy that. And now my card is set. Yeah. The, the biggest issue I have with it, and I've seen somebody mentioned it, that they actually find this to be a positive. And I, from a very different angle, but the reason why the X, all of the bonuses are a negative to me, not, not a negative, but the reason I push back on them is it moves the game further away from the players on the pitch determining who wins these contests. Yeah. And that if I have a player who outscored someone else, like they did more in real life than someone else, but that someone else had 12% on their 50 points and I had 8% on my 51 points and now I lose even though like my player did more, that's the problem I have. And I don't know, I don't know how, like there's no going back. Yeah. Like we have all these bonuses. They're not going to be like, you know what? We're just going to go raw scores now. Yeah. Like we have all these bonuses and it just becomes less fantasy sports and more game, more like yeah. fantasy game. And we just have to suck it up, unfortunately. But like oh. that, like that's always been my issue yeah. With XP and collection and just like you're making cards that are worse, better for reasons that have nothing to do with what actually happens. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, here's the thing, too. Like we we've added so much complexity. Like I'm, I'm going to go through it just so we can go over how much complexity we've added. And and Chani brought this up. I saw Chani write this like a, a month ago somewhere. He said the reason he really likes sober is he could take two minutes and explain it to one of his friends if they asked about it and be done and like he could explain it well now you have to explain so many different facets like here's here's where we're at now right like i'm just gonna go over this and we can talk about how ridiculous it is then i want to start going through some chat comments and questions we now have the season xp we now have the overall xp we now have the training center that can give you additional xp or make your cards better we now have the fitness bonus we now have the fitness bonus where you have to adjust people in and out based on uh whether or not they're tired we now have the collection bonus. There's just so much stuff. Like you have to have all this stuff and you have to figure it out. Cause if you're not, if you're not like focusing on it, you can't do things as well as other people. So I think it's a bit difficult. So going through some, uh, some comments, Joe Ducey said, until we know more, it's impossible to say, but my best player getting worse. Cause I want to line them up. Seems counterintuitive. I agree with that. Like, it's kind of weird that it's like, Oh, here's a punishment for playing your guy. But I understand it because there's no like buy-ins. There's no like you have to spend this to get these players in. They have to sort of do things uh, this way. Uh, a couple people have said that it's punishing players from using cards and that it like punishes European players. Again, guys, your players have like 90 game weeks where they play and they have games possibly. There's not 90 games your player plays in 90 game weeks. You are going to be able to find places to use this resting fitness thing to play. Also, I saw Rui Pereira said, we must have two Kimmicks so one can play and the other can rest. No, if you have two Kimmicks, you're going to play both Kimmicks. Like, even if you have 0% bonus on one of the Kimmicks, you're still going to play it because it's still a better card than other cards you have. I saw people talk about that the other day and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if you, yeah, you, you have, have to buy two of everything. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to buy two of everything. No, you have to buy the $5 to get the fitness back on your Kimmick that you own. Um, which is obviously, again, what they're trying to do. Anyone that doesn't think that this is just a long-term revenue generation stream play by 
sober, I think is mistaken. I think that this is definitely the long-term um, gener generation of revenues. Uh, so I, I think that uh, Ollie says that he does not like the removal of the season bonus from players who move to an unlicensed league. I absolutely disagree with that. I understand where he's coming from because he bought a bunch of Swiss players because he knew that they would have like a just jolted up, boosted a uh, uh, yeah. XP, which, so I understand why he's upset, but hundred percent, that's the right play. The way that they are now doing the XP removal at the start, the first week of the next season to me is hundred percent how it should have always been done. It was a no brainer for me for years because now the earlier in the season you buy a card, the more benefit you have because you get it more game weeks than people to buy it later in the season. So it actually gives you an advantage to buying it earlier in the year. So I, I'm happy about that. I, I do understand the negative that it impacted on you. And again, this is what they get. Cause like this should have been announced like two months ago. So that you knew that so that you didn't go out there and buy those Swiss guys because you wanted to have that XP bonus to start the season. So this was a situation where I totally understand where you're coming from and, and you're upset on that. Uh, but I do think it's the right long-term um, option. I think it makes the most sense. What do you think about that? What do you think about the, the removal of the XP and how they're handling the XP now with new season cards? I think it's right. It does like make us realize that you don't get a full year of a season bonus because yeah. like the cards don't come out on the first week. And so yes. they've actually kind of reduced the new season bonus. You like utility, I guess. I still really like Nep's plan. Like idea of just every card gets 365 days. I and agree so with that too. That would have been okay. I think, that, I think that is by far the best idea. Yeah. Um, I would have been totally fine with that as an option as well. That one makes a lot of sense to me as well. Yeah. The, yeah, I think for all of the bonuses, that one seems the most unnecessary, like the 5% new season. Like that's the one that was the, like they do that so that you buy cards. Yes. Like it's not like, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. But I mean, I think ending it, ending it when the new season starts at least gives us the knowledge that that's when it ends. Correct. Because like we just never knew. And yeah. that, that not knowing was the super frustrating part. And I, I, to be honest, I'm still okay with it this way. I, I like that idea of 365. I think that makes a load of sense too. I would have been totally fine with that. I also think that um, the way they're doing it now is also fine because it does incentivize you to buy an earlier version, right? If you buy the one of whatever, you guaranteed get more of that usage with that XP than anyone else that buys it that season, which I think is about. I think either of those answers is totally okay. Yeah. Uh, this one question from Little Lettuce. Should I quit my nine to 18 hour job to scout, put my players on the physio center and training center in order to get my teams ready for the next game? The answer is yes. Yes. The answer Not is financial that. advice, but yes. Yes. Um, Chani said, it's not the fitness bonus in itself that bothers me. It's the path we are seemingly going towards now with these new bonuses, new packs to boost scores, training boosts and all of it. I get it. I get it. It's just gone from like spend more to get better cards to just like spend more to make your cards better. But fundamentally, it's always about spending. Oh, so we're just is going after my strategy of spend more money. Like right. they just are, are firing up. So you guys, everyone, I've seen a lot more people agreeing with my strategy to spend more money is is the uh, the proper strat. And it just like so agrees. They're they're like spend more money is correct. You guys, here's yeah. here's how we're gonna make you do it. 
So where Joel was saying, whenever I'm 50, 50 between players, I go for the higher XP card like yeah. that. I get, yes, but it's actually like, I'm looking at situations now where you're actually choosing a worse card to play just because the XP is higher. Yeah. And that's, I, I don't like that. Yeah, um, I agree. But Deke says it right though. At the end of the day, no matter what server does, I'll continue to play. I, I would say that is mostly true there. If they got to like this Sower Mega game, I'm probably out. I would probably sell my gallery in that situation, which I would hate because I love Sower and I love playing and I would not want to leave. But if they got fully to the Sower Mega side of things, I would probably have to be out. Yeah. <clears throat> Jack Charlesworth, I have more fitness and several deadbeat cards from the same club. So now my suddenly my card score is higher than yours. Like that's ultimately the... The, the bummer is if we have the same card and so it's like, how do you get that card to be better? Like, how do I get my, I'm trying to think of a card that we both have. How do I get my Carlos heel rare to be more, better than yours? And it's like, you just spend more. And by spending more, I have to buy like some deadbeat revolution guys from a few years ago. And I have to get my fitness, his fitness up and do some training drill, all-star training drills. I don't know. <clears throat> Hoodwink was saying cap 270 is going to be wild. 50% captain bonus, 10% fitness, 5% season, 5% collection, and up to 10% card on XP, up to 80% bonus on one player. So it is, I will say that the constant change of rules like this, and not to say like everyone does this, but we all kind of have an idea of like, if I score a certain number of points, I should be close to a reward or close to a, podium like we're gonna see absurd scores now and it doesn't like the the our our thresholds not to be confused with the e-threshold but like our thresholds of thinking of like how many points does what does this card need to score there's there's so much more on top of it now that you're just like oh yeah my play what if my player scores 85 and it's like well it's 85 but you also have 39 percent xp today and it's like all right now i have to figure that out and we're just again it goes back to we're moving away from st stat accumulation to percentage accumulation. Anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Awen said it's less traditional fantasy sports and going more gamified, which I think is, yeah. Yeah, and I hate it. Which Mike said, yeah, this is that's exactly what it, I didn't sign up to play that. Correct. Um, Let's see. Sorry, I'm starting to go through the... Uh... David Alves pointed, points out the biggest problem with all of this is that Midland could play 16 game weeks in a row, but a bunch of them are before September, which I assume this is when this starts. I actually don't think we've even yet. <laughs> that makes sense. We'll go back to that, but they'll be fine by then. All my players will be dead anyway. Um, uh, Jonathan just says he has a big problem with stability of sower. I like to have a plan and know the rules uh, that they can't keep changing the rules of the game and, and everything. I, I agree with that. Like we just talked about previously, uh, we have people that bought Swiss league cards because they had an XP bonus that was not going to go away because they're not licensed anymore. And now you just got that yanked from under you. Like he literally made plans to buy these cards for that reason. And it's just gone. And, and I agree with that. I, I think that, uh, that, that is the case. Uh, and I, I think that that is a very valid option. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always an issue with that with them. Like they, it, it always it's never far enough ahead of time. And even if they go told us a year ahead of time, we would complain. It's it's not enough. Not complain, but we 
that's how we would feel. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I did want to thank you for uh, Rui for bringing this up. It said we in a long time, we will adjust to the rules, but new people will give up when they see all these bonuses and rules. I actually completely disagree with that. I think it's easier for a new player to come in with these rules already in than all of us who are used to the existing rules and have to adjust. Like so many of the comments that people brought up were, this is way too complicated for new users. And I think you're not giving new users any credit in being able to understand rules that they are the first rules that they learn. And they're just like, yeah. So you buy these cards, they have these XP, it has these bonus percentages. Here are the three ways you can get the bonus. Yeah. That's it. Ben Johnson asked, can you see uh, can you see them walking back this decision? So I actually saw the other day someone, yeah, I could see them walking back some decisions. Not all, but some. They could definitely change some things. Have they, I don't think they've ever walked back a decision. Uh the literally the example he gives in this post, Laird. What was it? Oh, well, that's NBA. I'm not, I'm not even. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they don't walk it back. They just like rechange the thing or something, which is fine. Like they, they are going to have to do things where they have to address stuff um, and go from there. I think the only thing that they would potentially change is like how quickly you lose the fitness bonus percentage and get it back. Like, do you think, so do you think it's, it'll be one-to-one? -one? Meaning like you lose the same amount as you gain when you don't play? No idea. Like it could just be like you lose guys and then the week you rest them, they get all the way back up to 100%. We just don't. Right. Know. So so basically there are three options. If let, let's say, you know, you play your card on a, on a weekend and there are 10% and in the midweek it's nine and a half percent. Everything in my head is by half a percent because that's how like the XP boost works. So I think, but again, I'm just guessing. So you get nine and a half, but then for the, if you don't play them in the weekend, in the midweek, then they're 10% again on the weekend, right? So it's like, it's equal. Yes. The other option is it's 10% on the weekend, 9% for the midweek, nine and a half percent for the weekend. So you actually only gain half back when you don't use them. Well, you could get more too. Though. You could like lose. So that's the half. third option, right? which I don't think will ever happen. Like it doesn't seem like you should get more for not using than you use. So I think realistically, but I, I'm curious like what people would think if like the first week, all of our cards are 10% and in the midweek they're 9% and the following weekend they're nine and a half. Now, obviously at some point that goes to zero because like, particularly if they have a midweek game, but I feel like that, that system eventually forces you to not play a card. Yeah. And that, I think that's what they want. Like, I Maybe. think they, I think at some point they want you to be like, I'm not going to play my Kimmich this week because he's at 0% fitness. Maybe it's possible. Definitely possible. We just, we just don't know yet because they, they haven't told us. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like, I don't understand like why they just, they do so many, we're announcing this announcement to announce something else in the future. Why? Like it's either there's two options. You know what it's going to be and announced it, or you don't know what it's going to be. And like, why are you like? Ah, so we were literally just complaining that they don't give us enough time to get these things, like to organize ourselves based on these announcements. And you now we're saying that they're giving us too much information. No, you, I'm saying you can't. Or I'm saying give us the info properly. Like they should tell us the full story and give us months to prepare. Not 
hey guys, this is going to happen in September, but you still can't prepare for it because we have no idea what we're actually doing with it. We have no idea what this is going to be and they're going to implement it in September. So like, it doesn't matter that they told us they're doing this. We still have no idea how it's going to work. I mean, they sort of have told us how it's going to work. Sort of, but not at all. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I'm just going through more, um, just some more of the comments here. Yeah. What else do we have to go over? Is it story times yet, Laird? What's that? I said, is it story time yet? Or is it, do we oh, have other, stories? um, hold on F new fitness, yeah, XP, blah, blah, blah. Collection threshold. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about the threshold change? Uh, yeah, the threshold change was just weird to me, but I actually, someone mentioned, I don't remember who it was, but uh, I'm not going to go back through the chat. Uh, they said they're like, uh, I think it was Queso or Sower actually. And he said, he's like, I liked how cat modes were like a safe haven effectively for cat, for, uh, XP. I didn't really have to worry about it there. And now that's, they're turning into that completely scroll down a little bit more. So I think that it just is whatever, like if they basically said we did this change and it changed your chance from hitting threshold to not hitting it, none at all. It's the same. So it's just like, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, it is like the more stuff you get, the easier it's going to be to have. If you don't have some of this other stuff, it's going to be harder to get. So I don't think there's tons of an impact on it. Um, other than, I guess I will say that the one impact it does have is like you play a better, more marquee card here and you can cap in them now and get more out of it than you would have previously. Yeah. No, I think I've seen enough people's tweets in math that it, it should benefit us. I think Zora tweeted that if people are basically not hitting the threshold enough, they'll change it. And which is what they did. I mean, that's what they've always said. So uh, looking um, for food, just asked, is anyone's strategy actually changing after all this info? Uh, the answer is we'll let you know when we get the full amount of info, because we don't have it yet. We just have partial info that we can't really fully adjust to yet. So the answer to your question is maybe in the future, we'll let you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Dan is going to join me and Maxime on Tuesday for all of our questions about what's Tuesday going on. isn't tomorrow, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, today's Friday. So, oh, yeah. um, sorry. No. I feel like it was the weekend cause we're gone. Yeah. You've, you've been calling Tuesday and Wednesday the weekend all week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but so. yeah, Tuesday, I believe it's 8 AM Eastern 2 PM BST. No, 2 p.m., excuse me, uh, CET, 1 p.m. BST. So anyway, tune in for that. And um, yeah, I don't, if, and unless anybody in the chat wants to, wants us to talk about anything other than what, or anything else in this announcement, happy to, but Sean is adamant about talking about our time in Washington, D.C. for the All-Star game, where yeah. he stole the Carlos Hill card, and um, we can talk about it. Yeah, guys, I mean, I, Haber's giving me shit for this. This dude went on vacation and had no idea the Saudi League was even happening. So I don't want to hear it from him. Uh, but, yeah, no, we had a good time. It was, it was nice to meet some people. Um, it was nice to to get to uh, to actually get to know some people a little bit. We had we had a good time. Uh, Got to let the fans know that we, we did get to witness. We taught Larry some valuable lessons on this trip. Like, Larry was... Larry got some valuable life, life lessons. First life lesson Larry got, he got to learn the joys of selling a Korean League Super Bowl. 
uh, he, we, we got to explain to him how exciting that process is, and, and he loved it. So I will give the, the <laughs> background on this. Sean won some Kaylee goalkeeper super rare last, last weekend. He opened the reward. Did you open it in DC? Whatever it is. It yes. doesn't even matter. He sold it and could not stop talking about how happy he was that he sold it. Yes. And Tuesday night, we are literally going to sleep. And my son looks over at me and he's like, dad, Sean was really excited about that Kaylee goalie. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, he was. And it must have come up 10 more times. And every time my son just starts laughing because he'd never seen anyone so happy about something. And it was about selling a super rare Kaylee goalie. Yeah. See, it's, it's the little things in life that, that we were able to help teach Larry. Also, guys, Larry got to witness his dad say the F word for the first time in his life. Not because I said it at all this weekend, because I definitely didn't didn't utilize that word at all. But Laird said the F word in front of Larry, and and it was a good learning experience for him that his dad can have some fun as well. Half of that is true, what you said. The half where I didn't say any F words at all. Right. That part is, is definitely true. But yeah, Larry was laughing. Which means, which means me saying it in front of him was not true. So you got to... No, no, you, you, that, all of it was true. The, it was all true. I don't, I don't it was know. Not, it was um, not all true. We, we told, I taught Larry about not getting fat and out of shape because you just like, you're eventually going to get old and you're going to just have pain. And Larry just says, dad, that sounds like you when you get out of the gym. I'm like, yep, you're yeah, that's, that's valid. That's valid. But, but did Larry have a good time on the trip? He had an absolute blast. That's it was, good. it was really it was an awesome trip. Thank you to So Rare for uh, making that happen, and for the Carlos Hill signed cards that um, that we both have now. Yeah, that one of us won. And guys, I'm not kidding either. When like Laird won the card, his son was like, "Can I have it?" And he is like, "Absolutely not." That is not entirely what happened. That, but I did say no. The, um. So they had a so rare had a contest during the game or before the game where you had to pick the first goal scorer of the all-star game. And the tiebreaker was the minute of the goal. And I chose uh, Gabriel Jesus in like the eighth minute and he scored in like the sixth. Like nobody was remotely close. My son no, chose. True. What do you mean? It's not true. It's Gusto had the, the 12th minute. Oh, you're right. You're right. And somebody else had the 18th, but I was much closer anyway. The, my son chose Trossard, who scored the second goal. And I think he got like almost the exact minute. He, did. he was like, so, so he was like, so what do I get? And I was like, yeah, nothing. Because it was the first goal score. And he's like, yeah, but I got Trossard and Trossard scored. And I was like, that wasn't the contest. The contest is, was first goal score and I won. And he was like, oh, all right. And he was like, so can I have the card? And I was like, no, I won the card. And then I decided to uh, compromise with him that he can think that the, this card is his, but like, that's where it's going. So whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kay Sower asked me if I sold Kim Dong Hyun. Yes, I did. And I was quite happy about it. I had to check to make sure I did not screw up and send the guy ETH to, to take the card instead multiple times. That's why I was very happy about it. Because um, you got to teach your kids some real world experience exactly. when they're out in the real world. Yeah, it's a valuable him, lesson. I taught him great lessons on um, 
how to utilize the F word properly, uh, how to um, trade and sell K-League goaltenders. And taught, we taught him that Carlos Gill is the best player in the world. He kept saying some guy named Messi, but I had to explain to him that's Argentinian Gill in our in our land. Um, and then Laird taught him that, like, if you want something, your dad's not going to give it to you. No, if you want something, you have to go out and earn it. Yeah. And he unfortunately and he didn't. didn't earn it. Yeah. He learned how to earn something from his father. He's like, I, oh, I, I earned it. Win in the future. I earned it. You, on the other hand, yeah. You just told taught him how to scam your way into getting something that hey. isn't. It, both, both options work, right? <laughs> but no. Andrew said they're giving the life is not fair, big dog eats little dog lessons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was a, oh yeah, another another story from the weekend. So uh we we were looking for food options on on Saturday. My my wife chuckled about this one as well, by the way. And the options where we were at were not great, right? They're they're not great. And so the options were basically like there was a place across like 10 feet away that was um, like a American bistro with like burgers, steaks. It was more like upscale, I would say. And then there, the other option was pizza that we had Friday. So anyways, everybody went to the pizza place except me. I went and sat by myself and got a steak. My wife's like, you went by yourself to eat the steak, didn't you? I'm like, I sure did. And I taught Larry that doing things by yourself is also okay. Well, everyone else hates everyone else. The pizza was actually really good because we had the pizza on, on Tuesday. So I have to think of the days now strongly. But we had the pizza on Tuesday. And it was really good. So I totally understand the, the idea to go back and get that again. We also He also learned from Andy Black, like, don't walk 18 miles a day when you're in Washington, D.C. With your wife and kids. With your wife and kids. His poor wife was just like... I felt bad for her after he made her walk up and down the stairs like another time at the game. She's just coming up. She's just so exhausted. She's like pooped. And Andy Black's just sitting there with his beer just chilling. He's like, I'm good. I definitely didn't do that. If you guys, yeah, so I saw some tweets that were concerned that I was outside. Don't worry. On Wednesday, I made sure that I went and sat in air conditioning for like four hours when they all went and sat outside by myself. True story. Yeah, I was totally content doing it. I'm just sitting there. I just had a, a lovely meal by myself in very lovely air condition as they were all sweating. And then we went back outside for the game and I was just dripping. I sweat a lot. That was the, that was the toughest part is going, like starting your day at, I don't remember what time we left, 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. and basically sweating until you got back at midnight. Yeah, that's why I went and sat in the air conditioning. They're all like, Laird's like, do you want to walk back a mile from where we came from in the 95 degree heat and sit outside for the next three hours? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to go right there. And I walked my 10 feet and sat myself down in the air conditioning. And I, I, I'm just like, I told the guy, the, the waiter's like, are you ready for the food? I'm like, no, I'll just save it for like an hour. We'll put it in later. I'm just going to sit here in the air conditioning for a bit. Yeah. Good move. All right. Uh, actually, Steven just asked a good question. He said, when you guys are talking about announcements, how would you do it? The market will react instantly, whether it takes effect uh, from tomorrow or January. So it's a good, it's Thanks. a great, great question. question. I, if I was doing the announcements and doing the planning from the SOAR team perspective, I would wait until I have the finalized version of what I want to do. And I would announce it with the intentions of releasing it 
in X amount of months. With the idea also that like the start of the European season is always going to be like the main linchpin decision point time where if like stuff's happening in the matrix or major change are happening, it will be for then. But what I would do is I would have the full plan in place and then announce it. So like if I was announcing this, I would have announced this in like, let's say the week after the season ended. So I would have announced it like in June, like June 10th ish ish. And I would have said, Hey guys, we're going to be implementing this, this, and this, this is how it's going to function. We will be implementing it September 10th, the first week of the regulars, which actually that's also weird. I just realized the most European seasons start in August and they're not releasing this until September. So it's weird because they're just doing it later, but I would be like, we are going to introduce this August. Most, I think, I think things are torn, turning towards the premier league being like the main cog of, of everything. So I would be like, we are going to implement this week one of the premier league season, which is August 11th. So effectively by doing that, you're giving everyone the full knowledge for two months. This is going to change then, or you can do it earlier. You can say in like May or June, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to function. This is the date we're going to do it. And it is August 11th because that is the Premier League start of the season. That's how I would do it. How would you do it, Laird? Are they actually asking, like, how would we announce it? Or how are we reacting? How would we react? So, like... He's asking how we would do the announcements. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the... The second part is actually really important. It says like the market will react instantly, whether it takes effect from tomorrow or January. Like if, if they announced today that starting on starting September 1st, 2025 players named Joshua don't score points anymore. Kimmick's price tanks, even though it's two years away. Yes. And so I get that, like, I like. I don't think they announced things far enough in advance yet. Even though they, it's like we're still, what is it, sixty? No, forty-five days until September. If and we're assuming September first is when things in September go planned go live. But like, I think there is a little bit of an of a because they don't play the game, they don't realize how far ahead people think. Even though we're so short sighted anyway like buying a Swiss stack in May, knowing that they'll get an extra bonus in, in September. But I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't think there's a right answer. Two months, three months, whatever it is. Like, I don't, I think the, I think the announcements of announcements confuse people and partial announcements like we got do the same. And so it's kind of like, but I think it, what they did is better than saying, here are all the details and it starts tomorrow. Yeah, but like, here's a question. Here's a question for you. Do you think they actually know the finalized details on the fitness program? Do you think they have it done and they're ready? Like, if it, yeah, that's what I think too. And that's an issue. When you are announcing this stuff and you don't even know exactly what you're going to do yet, I just think that's not great. Uh, let me rephrase I, I think that there is a chance that they know exactly what they want to do, but they don't know if they can technically do it in a, at a specific date and time. Okay. So Steven, Steven brings up a point and I do think this is valid. Uh, he, again, he says, do you think they're drip feeding info to get the 
the feedback from people so that they can adjust things. I think they do this sometimes. I don't know if this is, is the one time where they've done it, but I do think that they sometimes release stuff with the plan on like, we will backtrack on something if it's totally necessary. Maybe. Or not backtrack, but like they will, because like they can do it. And someone mentioned this in Discords, and I think it's true. Like they can like throw out six things, one of which that they're just like, this is dumb as shit, and everyone's going to be upset about it. But then when we're like, hey guys, we looked through the feedback and we've gotten rid of this thing because it was dumb, then the community feels like they've been listened to when in reality that was their plan all along. It's definitely possible. I don't yeah. know. No, I'm, I, I'm not in the meeting, but it's, I, it's I think that's. I think that's a huge uh, reason to do like a a undetailed announcement like, hey, we're going to have fitness bonuses. And then we can all argue about what we think is the best one. And if if their idea is the idea where everyone is like, as long as it's not this and they see that and they're like, oh, all right, we maybe we shouldn't do that. But I think it I think there is something to getting like unofficial feedback based on those that make sense. Uh, Joe mentioned, so I'm guessing they know new cards in the top five are coming in September, which is why they're basically having all of the supply then, which uh, makes sense. I mean, I think they're usually September anyway, so that could be the reason, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Hoodwink said, safe to say Discord was fun for us coaches yesterday. I can't imagine that Discord is ever fun, but. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that wouldn't be good. I didn't go in there because all, I swear every time they do an announcement, it's like one of the seldom times I leave the house. It's so like yesterday they announced it, like literally announced it. I woke up at 9 a.m. I think they announced it like right then. And I'm like, I, I got to get on the road for like a six hour drive. This is so annoying that I have to read this stuff and figure it out so that. Yeah, I, I think, if I, I think it's the same. Like I, it was better for me that I had to until today to speak about it because yeah, because I completely changed my mind. Mm -hmm. I, I changed my mind from the beginning because at first I thought it was super super dumb, and I then moved towards like it's not that big of a deal. Just <laughs> just either way, yeah, which is fine. I mean, that's that's sort of where my viewpoints at on things. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. Nanza said the roadmap feels like a GPS of an Uber driver. It kind of does. It's just all over the place. <laughs> that's such a great line. <laughs> and that's, that's a good one. I like that. We'll end on that. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Uh, hopefully this cleared everything up, which obviously it did not. And uh, I don't imagine anybody's opinions really changed, but we're here. We're all in it together. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. There'll be tons of sorter data tools to help you get through it. So don't worry about any of that. We got you covered. So yeah, thank you everyone for joining. If you could please, uh, you know, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. And uh, we'll be back next week with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, again, Dan from SoRare will be with us on Tuesday for uh, off. It will, and I don't know if it'll be under office hours, but you'll see it on the YouTube feed. And um, yeah, so check that out. So thank you everyone and good luck this weekend.